Hello and welcome to the Venus and Vesta Astrology Podcast. This episode we're going to be talking about Leo because Leo is having a full moon in this week, but also this full moon actually is linked to the Venus retrograde that is happening in July, August. So this Venus retrograde in Leo is going to be quite profound and important because we know that Mercury goes retrograde three times a year. Mars goes retrograde every two years. But Venus, she's about every, just over 18 months to two years. She she will go retrograde. And um, as I think I've, one of my recent episodes was called Don't Fear the Retrograde. And so I think we need to be forewarned, forearmed to get the most out of these retrogrades and also out of this Leo full moon. Because I'm quite excited about a Leo full moon. I am a Leo, but you don't have to be a Leo to enjoy the blessings that a Leo full moon will bring. Leo rules the heart. And Leo's um, ruler is the sun. So Leo is all about love, loving, being full of love. It's about the warmth you radiate and, you know, your sensuality, your feeling of those things, your passions, your feeling of, of, of your own, what you feel inside and just owning that. It's about being heart centered, listening to your heart. Um, and of course, of course, it's also relevant to royalty and not just the royalty, our monarchy, but also the royalty inside our own sovereignty, taking care of our own um, sort of say domain and owning that, loving that, being benevolent towards that, caring about these things in a very warm and gracious way. Because Leo, it's about the, the, the sovereignty has so much grace within it. And, and you know, Leos like to have things or the Leo element has style. It wants to have a little bit of drama and passion. And that's why they get so, um, you know, you often talk about the Leo being on the stage. And whether it's a stage at a the theatre or a stage within their house, you know, they often like to perform because of what's radiating from within is just what they want to share. They radiate just like a sun, their ruler, they're radiating out towards people. And I think that's quite important for this Leo full moon that <clears throat> that we have to be conscious when the Leo full get, moon gets full, that we are, what are we radiating out? What's coming out from us? Because the heart, Leo's ruler, the heart is has the bit largest um, electromagnetic field. It really is the, the largest and can be felt quite um, far away and can be you can be conscious of someone else's heart um a bit more so than their aura really <clears throat> so that's that's where leo's domain is to be conscious of what you're radiating out be conscious of what's actually in your heart and i think for this full moon this full moon uh, in the middle of aquarius season in um just in february is now going to sort of chime with the Venus retrograde in Leo in July and August because that's when um, you know this Leo fullness here we're going to see what's in our heart so when Venus goes retrograde through Leo we really are going to look down a few more layers to what really is we're, what we're holding on to in our heart and who we think we are our beliefs about ourselves 
So I think it's quite interesting to kind of start now to look around you. And and this Leo full moon is on the 5th of February to look around what's happening there all around this the weeks either side and go what am I creating with my heart what am I putting out there what am I radiating if I were a sun what would I be radiating what would I be radiating out and if I walk into a room what is the essence that I bring here that's very Leo territory because we're doing that now because when it gets to July and August and Venus starts to retrograde I think there's going to be such a poignancy to that and we have to become aware of it and consciously upgrade it this this leo moon and the leo the venus retrograde in leo is like a sense check of what it is you're emitting and what brand of sunshine do you have what are what are you giving off here um i think it's really relevant to be aware of that right now the uh The wonderful astrologer Linda Goodman, who I really first inspired me to become an astrologer way back when I was very young, when I was in my teens, 13 or so, that Linda Goodman, who wrote some amazing books, got to give her credit there, um, she would say, take any Leo to the theatre or to watch a film where the leading lady or man is acting in a way you want your Leo to behave. And she said, bingo, there you go. Your Leo person will start to behave in that way for X amount of time after seeing that play or theatre, especially if it's a good one and they're struck by how it is. And and I would say as a Leo, that's slightly true, you know, that the Leos are have a role model there. And it's like they're looking up to this kind of ideal when when you see someone expressing these ideals within a screen or in a theater it really is something that that is that you sinking or you consciously unconsciously um imbibe and i think we all do and that's why we're saying throughout the last uh, our history that theater and art has shown us or programmed us to believe certain things or behave in a certain way so i think that's that's something also you know that we're emitting these things but actually what are we also taking in from others um other, what what else are we being taken in subconsciously that we now own but it is something about the Leo hero, the the heroic aspect of someone in a play or in theatre that really is the thing that catches the Leo eye. But not just Leos, many, you know, all of us will look at that and, and, and carry some of those characters with us. But for Leo, it's the hero, the heroine, the hero that is really demonstrating the bravery, the courage, what's in their heart. And most stories have some kind of what's going on in their heart story about them. So hence why Leo is so attuned with dramatic stories and the theatre and uh, the entertainment world. And and on this Leo full moon, I think we all need to find a hero or um, a role model that we can emulate. It's like the saying, you know, dress for the job that you want 
or behave for the lifestyle that you want to get, you know, you know, work it up so that you're there already in, in also in law of attraction, obviously, as well. And level up to whatever your heart desires, like it's already there, behave like it's already there. And that's the Leo area of that. So I think this full moon, it's, yeah, get there first with your energy, with your vibe, with what you're emitting, with your clothes and, and you know, but also find a role model, find someone that you admire that you think, yeah, I could, I could have some of that when, when I get to their stage of life, potentially. Because in this way, the, the Leo full moon, you know, keeps these, the Capricorn idea of we've got to have goals and we're achieving things. The Leo almost wants to embody these things. And it's not about a goal that you've written down on a piece of paper. It's just an image that you feel uh, connected to in the Leo sense. So it makes these goals and ideas much more fun to achieve and much more, um, you know, it's an embodiment feeling. Um, so also um, this with this embody this idea of what you're embodying, you know, in the subconscious also that we hold on to so many niggles that are in our heart that we don't give love to this person because of X or we don't feel love for this institution because of Y. And, um, you know, all these barriers that we put up that were, were judgments. And with the Leo thing, you, you know, with the full moon, we have to see, oh, look, I have got I am holding on to this judgment or that perception of people that we don't even know just an idea of them and so for this full moon and especially then the venus in leo retrograde in leo that follows it's like let's take out all those niggles and those judgments and and just radiate and and not have those in our hearts because surely when venus does go retrograde through leo she will uncover there's going to be layers uncovered in your heart and it's like the snow melting the rocks come up the bits of grass come through when the snow melts and you can see those things first so for for this leo full moon let let's you know get start working on the idea that we can have we can emit pure sunshine and pure love and you know the, the our hearts can be as big and as bold and as courageous as we can possibly make them in the coming days, there is this idea that we are all going to be realigned and repurposed to to be with the partners that we are supposed our soul has destined us to be with. So that, um, you know, there's so many, obviously, people in relationships that they either ought not to be with or um, to um, tied in relationships that they can't get out of either financially or because they haven't got the courage to leave so many reasons um, and and so in the coming days they're saying I've been saying this for a while now you know that that as as we ascend and I uh, that as we go through what earth is going through now that we there's this huge shift that that then realigns us and puts us face to face with the people that we are supposed to be with in in terms of our partners and that's very much a leo territory and I don't necessarily subscribe to that in 100% that everyone's going to suddenly be realign with their right partners. I mean, it's a wonderful idea. Um, but I do think there will be more shifts here that because of the way um, people are, you know, we're moving into the fourth, th fourth and fifth dimensions that that people's um, dimensional perspective, as it were, changes. And if you are not aligned with your partner, that 
creates much more of a chasm, as it were, between you. And therefore, there will, there has been already during the pandemic, etc. People have realigned and understood things um, and swapped up or moved on. And so, you know, I keep hearing this so um, that we get to be realigned to people that match us in a much better way, that they match our principles, they're in the same um uh, vibrational field of where we are taking ourselves so we're taking ourselves to a certain place and some people are moving faster than others obviously and um not that it's a race or anything but um yeah so I'm feeling like with this Leo full moon, there is an element of that to understand what's going on in your heart. And is it vibrationally matched to what is going on with your partner's heart or your friend's hearts even? Because the Leo, um, the Venus retrograde in Leo in July will potentially expose some of that. And, and also that means maybe it exposes that so you then you can realign and because we're all, um, planet Earth ascends all at one place. You don't leave people behind. So it's like we're all hoping or we're all moving on the Schumann resonance of consciousness on this planet. We're raising our consciousness. So we should all come together and um, come in this rise to our own royalty, rise up in our own sovereignty that this opportunity will bring. So um it's I still feel, you know, still saying don't fear the retrograde. It is all going to work in our favor and all working for us to put us in the right place. And I mentioned about um, this ascendancy, this enlightenment, this raising of consciousness that is an, an ongoing thing within our evolution. That um, because at this full moon, Uranus, the planet of enlightenment, the surprise, chaotic, a little bit crazy planet of of um, enlightenment is going to be square to the full moon. In fact, square to the sun as well. So making a T-square. And, and of course, Uranus likes to throw in a few curveballs and really does keep us on our toes. Um, you know, as soon as you think you get into a little nice relaxed patch, along comes Uranus and goes, bam, some bolt of lightning wakes you up and shifts you into the next gear. So here comes Uranus within this full moon setup. So it's making a T-square uh, or a square to the moon, but a T-square to the sun and the moon, um, which are in fullness, creating the full moon. Um, so he's going to eke out what we are harboring in our bodies because it's in Taurus that represents our bodies. So he's going to like digging deep, like what am I actually feeling? What sensations am I actually having? And, you know, maybe it's, that's the shift, the stuff that makes us uncomfortable, the grain of sand within the oyster shell that creates the pearl type of, of uh, feeling um, so that we can all start to um, raise our goals, raise our vibration, vibrate at a higher level and go places, go forward to the future that's surely opening up when Pluto shifts into Aquarius. So shifting us forward so that we're in a lighter and a brighter uh, sense of our own self and sovereignty. So yes, this Uranus full moon, sorry, not the Uranus full moon, this Leo full moon with Uranus square to it is like a kapow. Wow, really like wake up to really what you are feeling, what are you, what sensations you're feeling and what are you putting out there really is a, a, a bolt of lightning in this way. 
So this square, any square, is always going to be the challenge to the status quo. So the square will make you take action. Um, it square might make you feel uncomfortable so that you change and you open up and you see, you learn, you feel, especially when it's a, a square to Uranus who really wants us to open up and wake up and get to action. And it, so it's really heart opening this this full moon, really heart opening. We're really going to go, oh, look, I'm going to open my heart to what is coming towards me. And this means not just lovers. This means our passion projects, too. And um, and also so it's worth looking at where Uranus is in your chart for for this full moon, but also where the full moon is taking place. So it's taking place at 16 degrees Leo and the Uranus is at 15 degrees uh, Taurus, so midway through, midway through both through both signs, and of course the sun is in Aquarius. Now, um, as I say, the squares are wanting us to take action, and they can be quite challenging. But squares, especially with Leo involved, can be quite flirty. And a square, you know, a square in synergy is is two people that are are going to have an issue with relating to each other but also that issue could t is can be quite f flirty and um you can have fun with that square you know it's like the little cheesy teasing that you can get with someone either you know when you're teasing a, a, a child or a friend um but also when you're flirting with someone it can be quite fun and really naughty you know, it's a really good time to get Tinder out and see who you can have fun with, who you can play with in this way, because there's supposed to be, well, not this supposed to be, there is this kind of electrical current that Uranus brings into it to really add add to the frisson that you might feel with someone or um, within your own projects. But the frisson, you know, but also can turn to friction with this square. But not to forget, you know, people do in relationships do have squares between some of their planets. And, you know, that that frisson is where you would find that you have better sex, for instance, because it's kind of exciting and it really make, goads you into action and it stirs the blood. So, again, you know, just like the retrograde, don't fear the retrograde, don't fear the square as well. It can add that little bit of extra spice that you need within a relationship. And perhaps this is what this will be doing for you, adding some spice to something that could be have gone humdrum or um, you know, something that you that you need to move forward to the next stage. So so Leo is about love and romance because it's what's in our hearts. Um but also, you know, Venus um, is going to be retrograde in Leo. So I think we need to look and obviously Venus rules the love and the romance as well. And I think we need to look at what Venus is doing now so that we can have a check into what's going to happen with this retrograde. Um, so Venus right now is square to Mars. Venus is in Pisces. Mars is still in, in Gemini. Hasn't moved far off that station point in Gemini where it was retrograde. But, you know, Venus in, in Pisces is where we are completely lost in love. It's where we get utterly infatuated with someone and, and lose our sense of self, really. 
That's Venus in Pisces. And if you have Venus in Pisces, you know, you will know what I'm talking about. It's, you know, falling for someone, even though they might be a bad person and completely losing yourself with them, even though everyone else is going, what are you doing? But it also could be falling for someone and staying with them for the rest of your life in the most wonderful way. But it is where you lose your sense of self within a relationship and have total rose tinted glasses. And so this Venus in Pisces is having a square, a square aspect to Mars in Gemini. Now, we've spoken a lot about Mars in Gemini being Mars is, you know, the, the well, you know, Venus is the female. Mars is the male archetype element. And Mars here in Gemini is kind of tricky. You know, he's he's super intelligent. He's super quick, doesn't hang around. Uh, he's very cheeky. He's got lots to say. And, you know, some of that is going to be lies. Some of that is going to be half truths. And some of that is just going to be fun things to say and might as well say it. Um, you know, verbal diarrhea in a way. But Mars in Gemini is naughty and duplicitous and quite tricky. So in the square to this Pisces in in in. Uh, sorry, not Pisces in Venus in, in the in sorry in the square to this Venus in Pisces. It's like both of them at their worst. These planets that you know you could bring out the worst. It could be the best, but actually, it does bring out this again much bigger frisson where where the Mars is actually acting out of control compared to where the the Venus is completely lost. So the square here is almost emphasised due to the planets and the signs that they are in. So this square is absolutely emphasised on this full moon, which is also having a T-square to Uranus, the planet of enlightenment. So this is sort of quite profound, a bit crazy, and there's plenty of opportunities here for fun, plenty of opportunities for laughter, for love, for romance, for really getting wising up to some, some really wonderful things about yourself and really opening your heart big time. Um, it's all it, so it can be fun. It should be fun. But also there is this opportunity there to be deceived by what is really going on because the Venus in Pisces will believe it. So um, as much as I'm saying have fun with this and get lighthearted and open your heart, beware of that element as well. Because if we if we move away from the romantic side of the Leo, because Leo, remember, Leo rules the fifth house, which is where one may have affairs or romance or where you um, have so much self-expression of the things you love to do. But so we're going to move away from the romance and sex around Leo and look at the royalty idea of it and the sovereignty, the self-sovereignty. And, you know, potentially, is this where we are being tricked into giving away our power? Which is, you know, is this where we're suddenly waking up to the idea that somebody has been taking our power and taking our sunshine? And is it is it on a more bigger scale? Is this where we wake up to the idea that people are being taking our DNA, changing our genes, giving us, uh, you know, taking our power in a way that that we have no sovereignty? We've given our power to the state. We've given up our DNA to the state. Those ideas, the genes are changing. The state decrees that we must have um, our genes must be changed. Those ideas as well, there's a big wake up either on a personal level, but also because this is such a powerful full moon on a uh, on a global level as well. Maybe there's this wake up to this deception, 
to where we have, where the do, where we are. Are we still believing the lies that we are being told? And, you know, <clears throat> are, you know, is it surprising that some people are still completely and utterly believe the lies and still feel that they're genuinely, um, there was an outbreak of, of a, um, a virus in a fish market in China kind of belief system. But anyway, there is this idea that we can wake up to to what or where we are being deceived within our own lives and on a much bigger scale. So as, as I've said before, do not fear the retrograde. Baby, don't fear oh, that. That song is always going in my head. Um, don't fear the reaper. Don't fear the, the, but it is, don't fear the reaper. It's quite a good analogy. Um, I don't fear the reaper because we are now in APDM, which is all planets in direct motion. So, um, that's when things move forward unchecked. That's when things really powerfully can happen. And you go, whoops, that just happened. Did that just happen? Yes, boom, it's gone straight past. And it's happened. And there's not much you could have done about it. You have to wait to the retrograde to refine it, to make it better, to make it work for you, to to, to get some uh, level of sanity with whatever goes on with that happening. So everything flowing unchecked within this period. Um, and also... Obviously, we're now talking about Venus going retrograde later in the year. So if you think Mercury, it, you know, I'm saying don't fear Mercury going retrograde. It happens three times a year. We can't live in three, fear of nine weeks of the year um, every three months. So really think about Mercury. The day it goes retrograde, the day it stations forwards are key points where where we make that swap from left brain to right brain to a different operating system a different way of thinking like it suddenly there's a schism and you go oh I've seen this now in a different way or I've changed my mind or because obviously mercury rules the mind so in the same way and then you then obviously you go deeper into why things and you can refine your thinking about things or your connections make things better update your IT for instance but with Venus it's the same thing you know that that we're going to have this idea of not left, you don't have a left and right heart, but but the idea that when Venus goes retrograde in Leo, we're going to have a, um, a different way of feeling things, a different, you know, un maybe unlocking absolute compassion that we never knew we had. And I say that in a way that when they measure the consciousness of the planet, they use a thing called the Schumann resonance. And there's been some real shifts in recent times, decades, that have shifted that resonance, resonance so that our consciousness has been proven to have expanded, to have grown, to um, have updated or shifted in some way um, as it has been measured. So... Those the, the four things that have been shifted that consciousness has been the Boxing Day tsunami um, that shifted it, the uh, the planes going into the Twin Towers at 9-11, and then also the death of Princess Diana. Those are three things, uh, horrific things to happen for the shifting consciousness for this planet. The fourth thing that happened was the, 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 which is kind of unusual, but the, the rescue of the Chilean miners. 
And I think the whole world was transfixed watching these miners down being rescued. And really, you know, I think miners get stuck in mines quite a lot. So why would this one suddenly, all of us were looking at what was going on at this point. And, um, and I think that's kind of Venus retrograde in Leo, you know, is going to open up a similar kind of compassion to something or someone, not that something bad's going to happen. I'm saying that something that we will grab our attention that really go, oh, right, okay, I get this and, and grow within our own ideas of our own power, <clears throat> our own compassion. And our own idea of how we can love, love one another and love ourselves. So I'm expecting that within this Venus retrograde. And, and in that Venus retrograde, hopefully will uncover layers of unworthiness uh, or layers of disbelief in ourself, in our in layers of un, unconnectedness with our own power. And, you know, this Venus retrograde in Leo is going to allow us all to go deeper into our own heart so that we become, um, I say more lovable. I don't mean that we're not lovable. I mean, in that we're going to be easier to love. We're easier to connect to someone else. The, the You know, get away all the blocks and the barriers and then open our hearts and be full of love. So on this Venus retrograde, um, don't fear it open your heart and see what comes up. But really, I had a friend who was, I'd say she was unlucky in love, but she was also doing a lot of the wrong things that, you know, textbook wrong things. And she'd tell you what had gone on and you would be, oh, what did you do that for? Okay, okay, we've done it now. Never mind, move on, kind of. And I had a, a lot of love for this person. And, um, so you kind of thought this person is like, if you keep behaving like that, you're never going to meet someone or you're never going to, that person, someone isn't going to stick around or whatever. That was the idea that I think a lot of people, well, I know a lot of people felt about this girl. Anyway, a couple of Venus retrogrades ago, she met her partner. I actually said, get on Tinder, go on, do it now. And she did. And she met her partner um, via Tinder and she's married now and very happily married and I think that's that's the idea here that you think oh you're not going to meet someone in a Venus retrograde don't meet someone in a Venus retrograde no Venus is going to allow retrograde is going especially in Leo is going to allow you to open your heart to get rid of the barriers and also to um, potentially meet someone that you were destined to meet that before there were too there was too much stuff in the way so the Venus retrograde is uh, is is not to be feared in this way you do have opportunities and I'm talking about these opportunities as well with with Uranus here and with Venus square to Mars you know same Venus square to Mars is very Venus in Pisces is very gullible but maybe we do need to be a bit more gullible to someone's games that they're playing or someone who's flirting with us and we haven't seen it and maybe the Venus in Pisces is what is allowing us to open up to that so yeah full of opportunities here for romance fun and um, waking up to your own passion projects so um, the Leo full moon is at 1629 GMT that's UK time um, on this Sunday the 5th so most of America will still be in the 5th and Australia will be on the 6th already 
and um, Venus will go into, um, so the, sorry, the full moon will be at that time and the Venus will be retrograde or go into the shadow of the retrograde at 12 degrees Leo on the 19th of June and Venus will actually go retrograde on the 22nd of July at 28 degrees Leo right next to Regulus, the king in Leo, the star, fixed star Regulus. And then we'll also have the start of Leo season. So the sun will pop into Leo and then Venus at the same time will go retrograde right at the start of Leo season. So this is going to be a really kind of, I say eye opening, but heart opening season for the Leos and for all of us. It's a real royal flush. Ha ha ha. On the 13th of August, uh, we will have the Kazemi where Venus moves in front of the sun um, so that from the Earth's point of view, we see the the Venus is between us and, and Earth. And this Kazemi only happens on the retrograde. The other time she's moving uh, from our point of view, the other side of the sun, what we call um, a superior conjunction. This is an in- inferior conjunction. So this is the Kazemi. And that's a really wonderful day. So you can put 13th of August. That's a great day for um, finding your love opening your heart, feeling good about yourself, any kind of self-care. You know, if you're on a retreat or something at that time or it's holiday time in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, really having a wonderful um, um, feelings of sensuality to bring about for that day. Have some fun. So that's the 13th for the Venus Kazemi. The 16th of August is the new moon at 23 degrees and then um, Venus goes direct on the 3rd of September. So the end of July and the whole of August, Venus is retrograde. So, yeah, full of opportunities there for you to match your vibe, uh, to attract your tribe. And, you know, in, in terms of romance, but also in your status, who you are in your status, like I say, dress up be the part, act the part, be the role model and, you know, create the life you want with this Leo, all these Leo activities happening. And so um, the last thing I haven't mentioned um, about Leo is the royals and, and the actual monarchy. Rather than our own sovereignty, we talk about the royals. And so this potentially this full moon, we may see some things happening in terms of royalty. Um, but also, you know, they might be coming close to our consciousness um, or role models like that, because, you know, the modern celebrities are our royalty. So therefore, we have the Oscars, for instance. Um, so let's see what happens at the Oscars this year. I do love watching the Oscars, the dresses and the awards more so than any other. Why is that? That's, um, you know, I do love watching the Oscars. It's maybe that's a Leo thing. But anyway, um, for this for this Venus retrograde and this full moon, it's worth noting that Meghan Markle is a first house Leo. Um, I think she has cancer rising. So it's just in time, you know, it's like two degrees of cancer and then it's Leo for the full of her for her first house and she obviously is a Leo so this full moon and this retrograde for her in the summer might find her changing direction or um you know coming and this is maybe a time when she she launches her book um and at the same token Prince Charles has a total his Leo he's not a Leo he's a Scorpio but um Leo completely encloses his first house so when a, pl- a sign completely 
covers a whole house. There's no edge to it. There's no way that Virgo or Cancer on either end of his first house can get in. It's all Leo. You know, that means this person that's the only way he can see the world is via his royalty. And that's why in some ways you know, people say, oh, he's going to abdicate or he's not going to be, um, you know, that, that they, I mean, how do we know that, sorry, say that again. People say, or the media was always have said, oh, he's lived all his life to be king. He wants to be king. He'd never let that go. That's his ambition. It's like, well, is it his ambition? Because it's kind of more like his destiny. Um, but I don't think he can see the world in any other way than being um, being royal, being the, a king or in some kind of royalty. So it really does fit him, his his uh, astrology. If you're using Placidus system where the house and signs are not equal. And so with Prince Charles, this is his whole first house is, is Leo. And I feel that this will be shifts for him, major shifts from him. Obviously, he's now going to be crowned king. So that's going to be a big one. But also in the summer after the after the coronation, I think there may be some shifts going on there within the royal family that he might make. Um, and potentially that might make with with Meghan. Maybe there will be some kind of reconciliation and forgiveness. Maybe this this horrendous set of affairs that's happening around um you know, the expose of all the bad, in inverted commas, things have gone on, the horrors, in inverted commas, and, and lots of the lies, maybe they'll either be exposed or they'll come together and say, look, we need to be together at these times, which is my preferred route for this to happen. So let's see what happens. And I think the Meghan Markle or um, Duchess of Sussex and the King are going to be two key players within this for uh, all the Leo activity this year. So to, to finish this, this week's episode, just to say, keep your own royalty, keep your own sovereignty and um, yeah, wear your crown. And I'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>